Oh, are you Muslim? Like say Alhamdulillah. So does that mean you're Islamic? You must memorize the Quran. Wait, so you don't drink? Make sure you wake up for Fajr. Are you going to marry your cousin? Don't say that. That's haram. Not even water. Tighten your hijab. What about pepperoni? What happens if he sees your ankle? It's kind of like we're stuck between two worlds. Welcome, my friends, to Muslim in the Middle. My name is Yaz, and this podcast is all about what it means to live an Islamic life in the West, the joys, the struggles, and everything in between. Now, it is a pleasure to have you join us today, so let's dive right in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send peace, blessings and salutations upon Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, his household, his companions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them, to bless each and every one of us listening to this and to grant us any every form of goodness and prosperity. Amen. What's up guys? Welcome to episode 11 of Muslim in the Middle. Thanks for tuning in and I sincerely hope you're finding some value from the show. As usual before we begin, uh firstly, please write in your stories to info@muslimintheemiddle.com. And secondly, if you're enjoying the show, please leave a five-star rating and review uh on whatever platform you choose so that we may ultimately reach a wider community of people and spread the message inshallah. So, today I want to talk about something that I guarantee each and every one of us has struggled with at one point or another. Every one of us. Right? Doesn't matter who you are. We've all experienced this in some capacity throughout our lives. and that's forgiveness. Now we've all been hurt by somebody. All of us, right? Even if it's something as small as a petty argument or as big as a huge betrayal from somebody that you love and care for and everything in between. Right? We all know what it's like to be on the receiving end of something like that. To hold on to that pain, to hold on to that anger, to hold on to that confusion and hurt and frustration whatever it is and for many of us we see forgiveness as an option right we see it as an option we look at forgiveness like it's something that we can do if we feel like being a good, good a good person um but ultimately the decision lies with us and if we don't feel like forgiving somebody we don't have to if we wish we can simply hold that against somebody for the rest of our lives we can make sure that they never forget it and what's worse is that we can make sure that we ourselves never forget it but i guess i'm here to remind you guys to remind myself and everybody listening to this that unfortunately that's just not the best approach here you see as muslims as followers of prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam as true believers of islam it is our duty our responsibility to forgive others and we have a duty and responsibility to forgive others for any transgression any betrayal any malicious act against us whether intentional or not that may fall upon us it doesn't matter what it is and you might be listening and and thinking and not really thinking about this maybe in too much depth right really take a moment and think about what the word anything means in this context right anything 
It doesn't matter whether somebody has cut you off in traffic, right? If they've jumped the queue in front of you at the grocery store. If they've hurt somebody that you care about. Or worse. Anything. Okay? And let me make something clear here. This isn't about whether the person who's committed the crime or whatever it might be. It's not about whether that person is worthy of your forgiveness. That's not relevant here. Maybe they are or maybe they're not. Right? You forgiving someone has nothing to do with the person who committed the transgression or the betrayal or the crime. And sure, there may be benefit to that person if you do forgive them. But in forgiving someone, it has everything to do with you and your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, we should forgive one another, have rahmah against one another, have mercy, show compassion towards one another. Why? Why? What, because they're deserving? Because whatever they did wasn't that bad? No. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he tells us to have mercy on one another so that the one in the heavens may have mercy on us. You must have mercy on others so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may have mercy on you. You guys know that movie Frozen? <laughs> uh, I've never actually seen it, right? But my niece is obsessed. And she's obsessed with this one scene, one song in particular, which I'm sure you know uh, what I'm referring to. My brothers and sisters, let it go. Seriously, let it go. I can promise you that whatever your situation is, whatever you've been through, whatever you're currently going through, and honestly, whatever you will go through, shaitan has forced you to perceive the situation through a dramatic lens. Just like Instagram or something, you know? But instead of a filter to make us better looking, it's a dramatic filter, right? It's a, it's a dramatic lens. And maybe it's got you fuming. Maybe it's got you losing sleep. Maybe it's got your heart racing, your blood boiling. But I promised you, whatever it is, whatever the hell is happening, just give it up. Let it go. Why? Because that's the sunnah of our beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Remember, he says, show compassion, so show mercy, show forgiveness to one another. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show compassion, mercy, and forgiveness to you. Now, at this point, maybe you're thinking, all right, yes, I mean, you have to know that this is easier said than done. You can't be spatting off all this, you know, without realizing that it is easier said than done. I mean, like I said at the beginning of this episode, right, everybody has experienced this to some extent. And that should include me. So surely I would know how difficult it can be sometimes. And you're 100% right. And I am, to this day, still holding on to things from years and years back. Things that for the life of me, I just can't seem to, quote unquote, let go. Right? Issues with people in my life from years ago. Situations that have hurt me, that have left me in pain. That have left me without closure or resolution. But rather than do the maturer thing, the right thing, as dictated by Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, I've let it consume me. I've let it uh, take hold and become a part of who I am. And that's not good, dude. That's that's that is not good. And you know what? Like thinking about it in depth now, I mean, it's a matter of pride, right? It's a matter of pride and and almost arrogance in a way. It's almost as if we think that if we forgive someone, 
for something terrible that they've done. We let go, or if, if you know, if we let go what, is, what has been perpetuated against us, it demonstrates weakness, right? That's what we think. We think that it demonstrates weakness. It, it shows that we're just a pushover, that anybody can do anything to us and that there's no consequences, that we won't retaliate, that we won't fight back. But we need to humble ourselves, guys. I mean, do you, do you hear all that as I say it? And if you're listening, I mean, you know it's true, right? You know it is, and you know that you're the same, and that you refrain from forgiving others so easily because it would show that we're basically just a punching bag. And that's the last thing you want to portray to people, so instead we hold on to things. We want so desperately to punish the person, the person that did this to us, and we think that we're in a position to pass judgment on somebody's transgression like that at a point of our choosing, but only if we think that they're deserving, right? It's like, nah, man. I mean, who the hell do we think we are? That we're levitating above everybody else? So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a matter of pride. A matter of arrogance. And honestly, dude, a lot of the time, I mean, we're talking about the smallest of issues. People hold grudges for the most ridiculous of things, truly. I mean, I'm sure some things have happened, you know, to some of you listening that I couldn't possibly imagine, right? I have no clue. And fair enough. But a lot of the time, guys, especially amongst the out-op community, <laughs> I mean, I'm making a massive generalization here. But honestly, a lot of the time, the so-called betrayal or the transgression or the crime or whatever you want to call it, it's simply a matter of gossip. It's simply a matter of he said, she said. Like nothing has actually happened, so to speak. It's all about image. So, you know, it's about, about quote-unquote, disrespect. <laughs> it's like one riff, just like that, one incident that started over a phone call of gossip. You know, uh, so-and-so said this about you. What? Techie Jed? Are you kidding? That's it, halas, they're dead to me. Forget it, friendship over. They're not welcome in my house anymore, we're done. <laughs> That's all it takes nowadays, dude pretty sad. And like I said before, I mean, speaking for myself here, right? On behalf of men only. Not sure how, not sure how it is for women, but maybe it's similar in some capacity, right? But like for a guy, if something has happened in my life, someone betrayed me or whatever, and I don't forgive them, I hold a grudge. It's usually like some stupid macho thing, you know? Like it's an issue of masculinity. Like I won't let that person make me feel like less of a man or something. And you know what? A lot of the time it might not have ever been personal. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it may have just been a case of somebody that has done something. It's adversely affected me and that's it. And that's all it takes. And in my eyes, I can't look at them the same way. Uh, you know, I can't look at our friendship the same way or whatever it is, right? It's over. Wallahi, I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty pathetic in some way. And again, if it's, if it's, even if it is personal, it's like, wouldn't I just be better off in acknowledging the fact that someone, you know, that if somebody intentionally did something like that towards me, again, with the intention of hurting me or, or whatever it might be, surely that says more about the person than it does about me. I mean, they're obviously hurting. And maybe they're hurting from something that I did. And maybe, you know, maybe it's a, a matter of revenge. And if that's the case, then maybe a little self-exploration is in order. Maybe a sensible conversation between the two of us needs to take place, or 
to air it out, to, to get to the root of the problem here and figure out where all this animosity is coming from, you know? But no, instead of doing that, instead of being the bigger man, taking the high road, instead of forgiveness, instead of embracing the sunnah of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we let our pride, we let our arrogance consume us. I mean, no one's going to make a fool out of me. Come on, really? It's like, come on, man. None of us are perfect. None of us. Like, I don't care who you are. Every single person who resides on this earth makes mistakes. Everyone. We're human beings. And we all make mistakes. We all sin. We all hurt other people, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. You know, we all have moments of despair, moments of anger, confusion, frustration, sadness. And yet every single one of us is hoping that when our time comes to leave this earth and stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of resurrection, that Allah will just simply forgive all of our sins. Just let them wash away as if they were nothing. And yet you and I can't even forgive our brother or sister here on this earth for one small issue like, like seven years ago. We hold a grudge for years. We refrain from forgiving somebody for years and years, for decades. I mean, we even hold grudges because of stories we've heard. You know, we've never even directly experienced any negative from that person in question. But, you know, because so-and-so told us what happened to them or their friend or their cousin or whatever the hell, you know, we now hold a grudge in accordance. You know, that, that thing, it's almost like a, it's almost like a sign of solidarity, like a, a sign of, of quote-unquote brotherhood. Astaghfirullah. Like, bro, if you hate him, you know, so do I. He's dead to me. Don't even worry about it. I got your back. It's like, really? <laughs> well, now, now we're forming committees to hate one another? Like, what the hell are we doing? We do realize that if we go about our lives in this way, if we live our lives on the basis, you know, of this eye for an eye mentality or whatever, what goes around comes around. If we open doors to that kind of thinking, that kind of rationale in our own lives, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to open the same door for us on the day of judgment. And when Allah goes by an eye for an eye, oofed. We're in, a, we're in for a world of pain, man. We are in for a world of pain. Don't put yourself in that position, dude. Let it go. Seriously, whatever it is. Allow it to stop consuming your heart. At the end of the day, who's being punished more so here? By you holding on to that grudge, by you holding on to that pain and withholding your forgiveness. Is the person who committed the act being punished? Or are you? Are you being punished by yourself? By letting this rage, this pain and suffering consume you? What's that saying? You know, like, Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Don't be a casualty of your own pain, dude. Free yourself from it. Free the other person from it. Free your friends and your family from it. Free the world from it. Let it go. Not for his or her sake. Don't worry about that. No. Let it go for Allah's sake. Learn to have mercy on others so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may have mercy on you. Now, before I finish up here, guys, <clears throat> I want to share a story with you. It's a story about the uh, the Sahaba, the companions of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now, I'll be honest, right? I'm still working on my historical knowledge of Islam. I don't know a whole lot, really. Um, 
but I heard this story recently and I wanted to share it with you for its message, you know, inshallah. So I guess that we often praise the Sahaba because we, we feel as though, you know, they were perfect and they never did anything wrong. But the truth is that they were not perfect and that they often made mistakes. But it's how they dealt with those mistakes, how they moved forward from those mistakes that's admirable. So this is the story, right? Now, after one of the battles, there were spoils of war, I guess you could say. I don't know if that's the saying, but, you know, there was like gold, silver, swords, armor, things like that laying around, right? And obviously all of that sort of stuff amounts to a lot of money, right? So there's a habit they gathered around and they started having a discussion, sharing opinions on the best way to distribute all this wealth, right? So they're having a discussion. It comes around to Abu Dhar. Now, Abu Dhar is, I guess you can say, he's a very proud man, right? So Abu Dhar gives his opinion, and the next person in line is Bilal, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Now, Bilal was not only a former slave, but he's also black. And unfortunately, back then, because of this, he's effectively considered a, a lower-class citizen in functioning society, right? But alhamdulillah, so, you know, Islam arrived and, and broke this pattern. But within this story, so anyway, Bilal gives his opinion and says, Wallah, you know, Abu Dhar, I disagree with you. I think we should do this with the wealth uh, instead. Now, Abu Dhar, he doesn't react favorably to this, right? He actually says something like, even you, Ya Bilal, like even you, you're the son of a black woman and even you, you're going to disagree with me here today. Now, I'm just going to pause here and reiterate that, you know, sorry if they seem like harsh words, I'm just relaying the story, right? And obviously, these were different times. So, Bilal, obviously quite upset, right? He goes and tells the Prophet of Allah, wasallam. He had something troubling him, right, in his heart. And so, he goes to somebody that he thinks can help him with his situation. And who better than our beloved Prophet Muhammad, wasallam? Now, the Prophet of Allah, he's... He's, he's visibly upset from this news, right? And he becomes infuriated, right? So he goes to find Abu Dhar. He grabs Abu Dhar by the collar and he says, Abu Dhar, you are a man who still has jahiliyyah in his heart. Now, jahiliyyah, I think I'm pronouncing that right, meaning ignorance, stupidity. So you, Abu Dhar, you have an ignorant heart, says Prophet Muhammad wasallam. So Abu Dhar lowers his head you know, he understands that he's hurt his brother Bilal. He understands that he's upset the Prophet of Allah. Now, Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, after acknowledging his wrongdoing, he picks himself up and he goes into the streets of Medina looking for Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And when he finds him, he approaches Bilal publicly, right? In front of a full street of people. And he says to Bilal, Ya Bilal, by Allah, I will not lift my head up off the floor until you step on it with your foot and let it be known right here, right now, in today in Medina, let it be known which one of us is the honored one and which one of us is the dishonored one. So what did Bilal do? Bilal, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he leans down and he kisses Abu Dhar on the forehead and he says, Abu Dhar, I forgive you for the sake of Allah. Now, there's so much to unpack here. I'm going to touch on three key elements of this story, right? Elements that demonstrate humility, acceptance, and ultimately, forgiveness. 
So first off, number one, Bilal, after being insulted by Abu Dhar, he went and confided in the Prophet of Allah. Now I know what you're thinking, right? Because as sick it is, as it, as sick as it is, you know, I was thinking the same thing at this point in the story too. Wallahi, I was, and I was ashamed of it, right? I was thinking, wait, so what you're telling me is Bilal went and snitched on Abu Dhar. He tattled, <laughs> right? I mean, I bet you're thinking the same thing here. See that? See how brainwashed we are? Because we live in a day and age where if you hear something like that and you go and complain, what are you, a weakling? Be a man, bro. Psh. Be a man. Hold it in for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and gossip about him. Slander his name in the community and make him pay for it then. Huh? Nah, dude. See, Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he was a real man. He was touched by the teachings of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He had something painful in his heart that he just experienced. But rather than let it fester and mutate into deep, everlasting hate for the next two decades, he cast aside any pride he may have had and confided in the Prophet of Allah. He sought guidance and assistance from our beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, when the Prophet of Allah approached Abu Dhar and reprimanded him for his actions, what did Abu Dhar do? Did he backpedal? Right? Did he say, what? No, 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 what are you talking about? I never said that. I didn't mean it like that. Bilal must have misunderstood me or, you know, I was only kidding, blah, blah, blah. No. Did he make a fake, insincere apology to the Prophet of Allah and then go find and Bilal and abuse the hell out of him when the Prophet of Allah was no longer in sight? No. Again, in line with the teachings of Islam, he admitted to what he said, he acknowledged and accepted his actions and sought true forgiveness from Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So that's number two. Now number three, Bilal was in a unique position. He has Abu Dhar at his feet in an extremely vulnerable position. He could have taken that opportunity to humiliate him in front of an open crowd to say things like, ah, I told you so, you know, I told you I was right, not so tough now, are you? To seek revenge, to make him feel as bad as Abu Dhar made him feel, right? But no. For the sake of Allah, he showed nothing but love and kindness to Abu Dhar. He pulls him up off the floor, he offers his forgiveness, all of that. Now, how many of us can say that we would do the same? Truly. Maybe, maybe we'd like to think so. Right? As we hear this story for the first time, you might think, well, I'm a kind person, I'm a forgiving person. But be honest, I mean, in that moment, if somebody has just said something like that to you, and then you have the opportunity to make them pay, to make them feel the same way that you did, would you be strong enough to let it go? Would you be strong enough to forgive? May Allah grant us the strength to do so, my brothers and sisters. May Allah grant us the strength to forgive one another so that we, ourselves, will be offered that same mercy and compassion on the Day of Judgment, inshallah. My friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Muslim in the Middle. Uh, I very much enjoyed this episode, uh, truly, and I hope you did too. A couple of reminders before we finish up. Info at musliminthemiddle.com. Email me in your stories. Go to our website, musliminthemiddle.com, and subscribe to our community there. And click the donation tab. It'll take you to our GoFundMe page that we've linked uh, with an Islamic charity called Brothers in Need. Even just $1 
from each of the listeners of this podcast. That will go such a long way. Okay. Much love to you all. I'll see you all in episode 12. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And see ya.